big warm welcome to you. This is the Aware Parenting Podcast with Lael Stone and Marion Rose, PhD. We have juicy conversations about things that matter in parenting and life. We're exploring all that Aware Parenting has to offer from many different angles, and we are so glad that you're here. Hello and a big warm welcome to you. My name's Marion Rose. And I'm Lael Stone. And welcome to this episode on powerlessness. We have lots to talk about. I'm imagining you might um, you might possibly have some had some experiences of powerlessness recently. It's very normal and natural given what's going on on the world stage at the moment. First of all, we'd love to have a little bit of our banter or chat. How mm. have you been, Lael? We've had a little bit of a pause. In we the have podcast. had a little bit of a pause, haven't we? And I think that that's been reflective, I think, of where I've been at. So you know, I'm in Melbourne and we have been in and out of many lockdowns. I think um, two days ago, it was like 200 days we've had in lockdown. Uh, and it's interesting, this time, this phase that we're in, and it's so beautiful that we're talking about powerlessness because uh, there's been many <laughs> feelings like that that have, have popped up for sure. Uh, I'm in a space where I, and it could just be fatigue. It, it actually could really be fatigue, but I'm really in a place where I've, I am needing to be super quiet. I, every time I go to post something on social media, I'm like, no, nah, I've got nothing to say. <laughs> and, and usually, and I mean, we were talking about this, usually I am action woman, right? I've got five projects on the go. I am usually building, creating, doing all sorts of stuff. And I have really haven't had any energy or will to do any of it. Like I've, I just had to be still and quiet and just love on my kids and, 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 you know, whether that's just a reflection to what's going on in the world or just where I need to be at this moment. And that is so unfamiliar to me because I am all about making stuff and, um, it's been really interesting to just sit in that place and give myself full permission. So there's no judgment. I'm just, I'm just doing of being in a phase where I'm not really creating anything and that is okay. And I'm actually, I feel like my nervous system needs that. And I feel like it will change because I know it always does, you know, it will just be this phase I need to move through and then it will shift into something new. So that's where I've been. I've just been pretty quiet. I've been laying on my bed, looking out the window a lot, I've been cuddling my dog a lot, just being with my kitties and just kind of doing the bare minimum. That's that's what it is. And people are like, can I do some stuff with you? And I'm like, nah, you're probably not <laughs> going to get a very good version of Lael. So I'm like, no, nah, I haven't really got anything. So so that is okay because it will, it will shift when it's ready to shift. That's where I am. And if anyone's hearing that and feeling the same, I'm like, hey, high five. Give yourself permission to be there because we don't always have to be in action and creating and being positive and whatever. Like you've got to flow with where that energy sits. So, yeah, that's me. What about you, my friend? How are you? Yes, well, I am really enjoying um, and made a choice a few weeks before we went into lockdown as I did the first time around to go into another big, massive hibernation because I find it a really, um, as a super highly sensitive person, I find I really... um, there's something around that uh, structure that really supports me in doing big, making big shifts. And I made such big shifts last year with that. And so this time I'm really focusing on some big healing with my lovelies from actually from when their dad and I separated. I'm really, and we often talk about sometimes things take a long time for us to be really willing to completely shift them. So I'm working on that on really practical levels in terms of 
you know, going out for bike rides with my son and so on, but also on some really deep inner work around, um, gosh, I didn't realize this was going to be quite so personal, but around the theme that showed up with their dad, which actually is, you know, such a, uh, a long um, historical lineage piece for me. So I'm really working with lots of powerful experiences that I had as a, as a small person and, and my ancestors as well. So I'm really, um, it's big and powerful and I'm really enjoying it and mm. doing lots of really practical things like organizing each area in my kitchen and having a massive lovely fridge full of all the green things because I'm still on my green things and health strength strength thing which is mm. such a fit for today powerlessness and power so mm. yeah that's where Amazing. I'm at. <laughs> that's where we are today so I think this topic um, I think is just so poignant, as you said, for us to talk about now because there is a lot of feelings of powerlessness happening in the world and even if we look at it with, um, you know, with whether you are locked down wherever you are in the world, whether you aren't able to do things you would normally want to do, you know, we are certainly in a time that we have never lived through before. I think it's really important to... Well, for me, how I've navigated this is really to just firstly identify that this is something that I've never um, navigated before on this scale. So it brings up the feelings of powerlessness for me and I've moved through different phases. Gosh, there's been many times we've had conversations, Marion, where I've been so enraged in feeling powerless because it's whether I couldn't go and do things I needed to do, whether it was impacting my school, whether it was just impacting my children. That's really, really difficult to watch my teenagers have to navigate this time. Um, It's brought up lots of rage, lots of stuff for me, which has been, for me personally, it's been a really good invitation to look at where those feelings stem from. And a lot of them have stemmed from not so much my family of origin. A lot of my powerlessness stories stem from my schooling years which is, you know, not ironic at all that I built a school because I'm like, I don't want children to have to feel like what I felt. I want them to have choice and autonomy and power, you know, and want to be heard. That's really all the things that came up for me, particularly around schooling, is what I've then created in the school that that I've built. And that's where a lot of um a lot of that powerlessness sits there for me around feeling like I didn't have a voice or it didn't feel fair or all those kind of elements. So through these last 18 months, two years, that has been a big thing that has kept popping up for me around feeling powerless. And, and it's been a beautiful invitation to work through some of those stories where I don't, it doesn't feel as charged for me as much anymore, but, but I, you know, I really want to just voice to anybody who's listening to this is that, um, the feelings you might be feeling, whether they're fear or powerlessness or whatever, or anger or rage, you know, as we have talked about so many times through our podcast here, they are often deeply connected to those younger parts of ourselves where never that never got to be seen and heard. And um, and I think we're seeing this today. People are projecting a lot of their anger towards others. They are projecting a lot of that feeling of powerlessness you know, whether it's you should do it this way, you should believe this, you should believe that. There's a lot of projection of those feelings happening in the world at the moment, which is it's pretty big. It's pretty big. 
Anyway, I, I want to throw it all over to you, Marion, because your work around powerlessness and and you know has has impacted me so beautifully. Because not only have you helped me manage, manage and navigate through some of these things in my world, particularly over the last two years, but I just I love what insights you bring into this. I'm going to throw it right over to you now oh. to go start talking, my friend. <laughs> bring you. all the wisdom because this is really powerful for people to hear now how we get to transform some of this powerlessness. Mm, thank you. Um, and I'd really love to say that although so much of this will be completely um, relevant to and congruent with aware parenting, that a lot of this is from my Marian method work, which is really all about what I call will and love. So it's really will is really basically understanding the uh, physical and emotional components of true power. And I love that you're talking about school because what I would see and the way I see it is that from what I call the disconnected domination culture, it's been all about the opposite of love and, and, and power. So it's all been about uh, disconnection and power over and powerlessness. So we're focusing more on the power and powerlessness today. Um, but so many institutions that have been developed within this paradigm are based on those perspectives they're based on power over so whether that's in the schooling system which is so often based on power over children and um, really leads to many many experiences in children of powerlessness which is why I love the score and it's why I chose to not send my children to school because I had so many what I call will hurt so much powerlessness, so much unexpressed outrage from my own school experiences. So just to, to really see that we live in the soup of this culture that has been around for a long time, uh, which means that for most of us, we've had many, many experiences where as children, we did not have choice, exactly as you said, we didn't have agency, we didn't have autonomy. And not only that, but our no, our beautiful no was not heard, not respected, not honoured. And uh, the natural normal feelings that we would then have, which is if we don't get those needs met, those will needs met, we're going to feel either powerlessness, fear, um, helplessness, we're going to give up, or we're going to feel outrage, frustration, that, that beautiful will energy. And so often those feelings in us as younger people were not lovingly heard. So basically what happens then in the present moment when we're in this culture, and I actually think it's ramping up and we're seeing so many ways where actually there's more power over there is, um, you know, we see what might be happening in terms of the, you know, the tech platforms and so on that, not only we're in the present moment where our will needs might not be being met, but we also have all these old hurts from the past showing up. And the way our psyche works, just as it does with children, is those feelings come up to be heard this time. Like, oh, maybe this time my outrage will be welcomed. Maybe this time the fear or the powerlessness or the helplessness that I felt will be lovingly heard. So I would see almost on a massive scale that that's what's happening for, for most people is that whatever most needs to be heard around this will be showing up. And the more we understand exactly, you know, what, kind of percentage roughly you know what if this is from the past and the more we can meet that with love and compassion which of course can be really hard especially when we're in a situation in the present where there is true senses of not having choice and agency and autonomy but we can differentiate out 
okay, what's this, you know, which of these are the, the younger parts of me and which parts of these are my adult self who's making really true choices and has true reactions about what's happening in the present. And I think the more we are able to meet with compassion, the younger parts and the old feelings of rage, helplessness, powerlessness, frustration, the more we're actually going to be responding from a true sense of power as powerful adults rather than as children. Because basically when we're reacting from the child parts in us, we're either going to go into the powerlessness, the giving up, the fear, or the rebellion, the, um, I'm going to swear, the fuck you, the, um, you know, the trying to make everyone else make the same decisions as us. We're seeing so much of that. So I think it's such a profound invitation for us to actually um, discern in ourselves okay I'm feeling powerless how old do I feel I feel you know to, to actually explore that and I know that can be really hard when again as I say if we're in a situation in the present where we also feel powerless but it's if we do it makes all the difference in the world mm, that's such a beautiful explanation uh, and and you know I also want to say at the same breath it is also a really intense time that we're living in so so you may not be able to identify or go there and that is okay and I think you know why we wanted to talk about this is just to bring some awareness to it of of what we can do for ourselves when we do feel particularly powerless which you know I'd love to get to in a minute I also wanted to just flag um, as you're talking about you know that um, the feelings of powerless I'm kind of like, oh, that can be mothering so often. It can be parenting, right? Can, and I'm just talking about mothering for the moment, particularly if, if you have little children and you are at home all day doing it and you don't have the support and your kids aren't doing what you want or they're not going to sleep or, you know, they've just tipped flour all over the kitchen or all those things that go on um, in parenting where we don't feel like we have control where it's not looking the way we want it to you know that taps us into so often those powerless feelings and we, we did a beautiful podcast on mother rage it's one of my most favorite podcasts that we've done because we talk so much about this of what is often brought up in us when we are you know when we haven't had the opportunity to express our nose as you said when we were younger when we didn't get to use our voice when we didn't feel like we had choice autonomy all those kind of things it can absolutely turn up in parenting as well and so if we think you know for those of you who have feeling that as a parent and then what we've got also is the world going on on top of us that's bringing more of that you know these feelings can feel massive at the moment so big Mm, I love that you're saying that love because I, I think personally powerlessness can be one of the most excruciating feelings I mean we could have a competition terror is probably also a similar one for me but and again we're all different but there's something about powerlessness which is so uncomfortable and I find that we're often for most of us we will do almost anything to avoid staying there for more than a few seconds so exactly as you said you know so often particularly when we have small children when beforehand and you know even before before lockdowns and things if we wanted to go out maybe go out to the shops or something or just go for a walk we could just pick up our bag and if we were going on a car pick up the keys get out go out the door and yet as a parent of small children there's so many times when our actual needs for agency autonomy and choice it's going to be much harder to meet them which is why then all our own feelings for all the times we were younger where we also really wanted to do something and we were we were physically so much smaller and emotionally 
and um, financially so much, you know, we had so much less power that we would have felt powerless thousands of times, probably most of us. So those feelings show up and often, you know, if our three-year-old's not doing what we ask, the, the powerlessness we feel, we might be feeling the powerlessness of, um, you know, being a, being a baby, you know, maybe we're saying to a three-year-old, you know, please, you know, please, will you come to the car or please you do something. And we might go into the depth of the feelings that we felt as a, as a baby being in our cot calling out for someone to come and nobody came or um, you know, just the intensity of the feelings to, that show up are so profound and we will become the small child or the baby. Our children will often become in that dynamic, uh, often our parents or our siblings or our teachers, and we will feel the feelings that we didn't um, have the capacity to feel as a small child and which weren't lovingly heard. And that is what will show up again and again and again and again. And basically there are two main ways we can go with this. One is which supporting ourselves to get what I call our will needs. So making conscious choices to put in what I call power practices into our daily life where we uh, and I'd love to talk more about that actually, so I'll just, I'll just name that for now. And also in some way getting to express or have heard the feelings from the past. Because the more we're doing those two things, that proactive um, feeling, choosing to feel powerful, not in a power over way, but in a true power way, and getting to release and express uh, those painful powerlessness feelings from the past, the more we, again, we're going to be operating from our powerful adult self. I'd love to, while well, you said that, and I want to come back to that powerful practice, because yes, I think that's amazing, but I wanted to just give everybody an example of what that might look like of tuning into those feelings from the past. So I want to use an example perhaps of when I've rung you, Marion. Um, so it was one of the lockdowns that's happened and something, something happened and I was so mad and my rage and aggression towards our government and our leaders was just, I've never felt anything quite like it. And and I was just, I could, I knew I was projecting all that anger and rage there. And I was just so mad. And, um, and I think I called you and I was like, you could help me because I am feeling just this level of absolute rage I've never felt before. And, and so what you did is you, you would have asked me, I can't remember what words you used, but you just sort of, you know, where are you, what are you feeling and where do you know that from or what, any one of those beautiful words that you normally use. Anyway, straight away I was back in secondary school and my feeling came up. The, the story that I came out with was something along the lines of, I remember these um, people in power at school, secondary school, and they weren't really listening to what I was saying and they were telling me almost to just be a good little girl and you don't know anything and I knew I knew what I knew and I also knew that I was right because, you know, I have a very strong barometer for integrity. It's like I was born with that and and I knew that what was happening that was playing out in the school was not in integrity and I knew that we were being kind of silenced and shafted and, and I knew this as a 14-year-old and I was so enraged that I wasn't acknowledged, I wasn't heard and I couldn't do anything about it. And, you know, through you just being able to sit there and ask me those questions, I was right back in that story and I... And I cried and I was angry and, you know, I needed to go through, well, what, 
you know, you invited me, what would you have said perhaps if you could have at that time? And I really got to say what I, what 14 year old me perhaps wish she would have been able to say at that time and where I could see my, I didn't, you know, I felt like I had no power and what that would have, what I would have needed at that time to help me navigate that. And that, that was an experience that helped me then take the rage that I was projecting out onto the government in this modern day to begin to be able to see where it was really sitting for me from my past, really be able to acknowledge it and, and have a cry and actually just feel what 14-year-old Lael was feeling at that time with that utter outrage of not being seen and heard and feeling the unjustness of the situation that was going on. Because, you know, she'd never, that 14-year-old me had never actually been really acknowledged or listened to or heard. It was very powerful for me to shift and move that. And then from that, that conversation, you know, we then had more of a conversation around the unspoken rage that often sits within mothers that um, we have been taught to silence and how often when we become mothers and we're pushed up against the wall, it often comes out and how we often, we need to harness that to move it in a good way to create change in the world for our children. I mean, that was the beginning of a really powerful conversation that we had, which allowed me to kind of transform a lot of what was going on for me. And then the charge around, you know, what I was feeling um, really shifted and dissipated. And it was a very powerful process. For me personally, I often need somebody to hold that space for me, you know, when I, even though I know this work inside and out, sometimes it's still very tricky for me to go into the story. I need someone just to ask me the questions. And that was a powerful way for me to move what I was seeing right here now, what that projected angle was to understand what healing was needed to shift it, to come back to that center where I could actually see then more clearly, you know, where I was sitting and what was going on. I mm, so I remember that, Lal, and I love how you express it. And what I, what I was thinking of is that also when we get when we do more and more of that kind of thing that you did oh <laughs> bless you you did a sneeze which I see is that explosive energy it's part of that will energy um freeing it up <laughs> uh is that we can often tell and we get more and more familiar with this to, to be able to tell when we are overlaying so we may have very real reasons to have a big no or to feel outrage in the present moment but there's a quality that we hold when we're standing in a here and now adult place in outrage. We're standing in what I call a neo-no. We're standing in, a, I am not willing for that. And I feel outraged, you know, seeing what's going on. And that's very different from the energy when we put on the hot top of it, a whole load of unexpressed feelings from the past. And you will, we can tell that in ourselves, Germany. I'm sure you can tell, you know, I know for myself, I can tell when someone's got that on the top, it has a very different quality to it. And in this work, exactly as you were saying now, is it's all about um, not, it's not judging that or repressing that, suppressing that. It's coming out for it because it needs to be heard. And the paradox is the more we welcome that outrage, that powerlessness, the frustration, all those feelings that weren't heard, that, that are not welcomed in a disconnected domination culture, the less of that overlay we have. I know I'm repeating myself, but it, I think it's really helpful to then see is the paradox is we then become more powerful because we, we haven't got that whole energy of, you know, a 14-year-old us or a five-year-old us or a one-year-old us which, you know, that's, it's a really different place to stand in. I've really experienced such a difference myself in that. And it's so helpful to be able to even, you know, then 
as um as a friend or with a partner or with a child that we can feel that quality of ah this is there's something else here from the past that yes yeah, still needs to be lovingly heard but it's actually not about the here and now mm, I love it that's such a beautiful explanation do you want to talk about um that second piece you were saying about the power practice of what of, of being able to help shift that so you know really that piece of being able to tap into where the powerlessness sits and whether you do that with a listening partner or you journal it or with with a therapist whoever it is to help access that can just be so freeing because I mean instantly I felt such a shift from rage I really want to hurt someone because <laughs> I'm so angry which was surprising and shocked me, you know, because I float along in life as this beautiful, calm being. And then I'm like, I want to rip that person's head off. I'm like, oh, there's some rage there. Uh, But that moved and shifted actually into, you know, feeling really whole again. That was really incredible. So that can be super, super powerful. So what is your other beautiful offering around that? So the way I see it nowadays is uh, in two ways. Number one is to meet our will needs as much as possible. So that is for agency, for choice and autonomy. And we can do that in really, really simple ways, particularly as mothers, because in our cultural conditioning, so often we have been, um, you know, taught to overpower that. uh, And the, the way that fits with is listening to our yeses and our no's. So that would mean on a really practical level, like noticing how many times a day, I remember this as a mother of younger children, like you want to have a wee, you want to go to the toilet and you actually ignore it for half an hour, an hour, two hours, or you feel thirsty and you ignore that. So that's on one the most basic practical level. It's actually as much as possible listening to those little, little things and actually responding because what we're doing then is we are listening to ourselves and what we need and we're responding basically internally saying um yeah i really value your those needs for for agency autonomy and choice yes or you know which food we choose i'm talking about really practical things what clothes we choose to put on and the more we're doing that with consciousness we're actually engaging our will on those small levels we can then um we kind of increases and we get more and more competent at doing that at the bigger things which might be saying no to someone if they're doing something that we really don't enjoy or um, also saying yes to things that we really want and um just really really listening also we talked about this in that in the mother power episode which you might also want to listen to if you haven't already listened which was it's actually on a really physical level connecting in with the power that we have because when we go into powerlessness whether it's in relation to our children or the government or the tech companies whatever it is um, power is a really is a physiological thing so if we're supporting ourselves and that might be again if you have you know several small children it might be finding ways of you know can you do just a, a mountain pose in yoga when you're <laughs> carrying it's actually a lot of opportunities if you're carrying a baby and a toddler to actually feel into how strong you are in your body you know what you're doing on a day-to-day level mothers are so strong and again I'm talking to mothers here dads are too but it's finding ways to actually acknowledge that and feel that in our bodies and again it might be just dancing around the kitchen for five minutes to one song it might be if you have an exercise bike you know having your if you have a baby or a toddler sitting them opposite you or you have a five-year-old you make it into a game where they pretend to be your cycling coach and they're telling you to go faster you know you can find ways of doing these things whilst we're with our children so that we feel the power we have in our bodies because this really is 
a reversal of the disconnected domination culture, which says mothers are not powerful, women are not powerful, children and babies aren't powerful, our feelings are, you know, judged and all of that. We're actually reclaiming that we are incredibly powerful. What we do makes a huge difference to the world and that we are powerful in these day-to-day choices that we're making so that we feel that. And the more we feel that, the more that's going to be an antidote to the powerlessness feelings that will bubble up from the past and the powerlessness feelings that might bubble up because I don't know, we're in lockdown or whatever the thing is in the the outer environment. Oh my God. I love that so much. I love that. I love that. The reclaiming of our power, that, that is it. Because as you so beautifully explained, you know, we've lived this way for such a long time and um, you know, I know we have this conversation often, but we don't, realize how powerful we are Mm. we don't and we need to find ways to remind ourselves of that and you know I I really do feel that when we're looking at being at home on our own with little people and raising them it can it is so full on it can be so full on and it can be such a big time and 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 people who are raising little kids at home on their own without the support and the community I mean they are amazing. They are so extraordinary because it is one of the most challenging things that we can do as humans to be in servitude that much often with little people and, and where we don't have the opportunity or we don't have the belief systems that say that we can get our needs met. And that is, it is big. It is really big. And I'm sure, you know, I know we've talked about this, Marion, you know, both of us having older children now where it isn't as physically demanding, you know, there's other challenges that come with having older kids, but um, when you look back on those years, I look back at how how I needed to hear this conversation back then. I really needed someone to come in and go, hey, what the, the cycle that is going on here where I was in a lot of resentment and I, did, I felt the opposite of powerful and I had absolutely no um, limits around making sure I got my needs met, all those kind of things. I was really a product often of what the world says we should be. And and that would have been, a, I mean, I absolutely don't want to change any of my story because I think it's brought me to where I need to be. But I look back to the younger versions of Lael and think, oh, wow, that would have been an incredible conversation to hear, to know that actually there is choice and autonomy and you have power and this is really important for you to find that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so with you. It's similar to me. And and that's what brought me to doing this work because I did, I felt so powerless so often and so many will hurts. And that's why I say, I really want to understand this whole power and powerlessness thing. And do you know, I'm also remembering just a couple of nights ago, um, another example, I was up in the middle of the night um, and our family all had some unenjoyable physical sensations and for me that's usually a time of like yep I'm being invited to do some deep inner work so I did my own um, practices my inner loving presence process and it was so powerful I went back and revisited um, five-year-old me and eight-year-old me and it was like I was back literally in that experience and when I was connecting with some of the unexpressed rage that I hadn't it wasn't safe I, I really want to say for so many times as children we were in environments where it would literally have not been safe for us to express our rage or express our no. We had really good reasons to suppress those feelings. So I was reconnecting with that and I and I felt this energy of it. It was like a cross between um, a, a dragon and a dinosaur. 
and I and and I was feeling this energy and this roar and this fire coming out and and I really have a such a deep sense that there's so much potential at this time yes it's so hard for so many and I don't want to I don't want to spiritually bypass or gloss over the horrendous suffering that's happening all over the world right now and terrible, terrible things. And for those of us who are in the position where, you know, we have, you know, we, we live in a, a place where there isn't war, we have enough food, um, you know, we have some sense of connection that when these feelings come up, if we have the potential to share about them, whether that's, as you say, with an empathy buddy or a therapist or our own journey, our own processing, the potential for transformation and the potential for actually reconnecting with true power, and particularly, I think, for mothers and what mothers bring to the world, I think is immense. You know, I really think is one of the ways that that we can change the paradigm. So I would really not underestimate if you're feeling powerless, in a sense, in itself, if we read that powerlessness as an invitation rather than as an I have something wrong with me, or I shouldn't be feeling this, as an invitation, okay, to actually feel it and reclaim our power, it is it becomes empowering. We we claim our power to say, yeah, I've got this, I can do this. This is really hard. Powerlessness is really painful. I don't want to go there. I don't want to look at it, but I'm willing to, and I am willing to get support because I know it's going to transform my experience um, in my own power, in my body, with my child, with my partner, with my ex, with my parents, with the government, with the tech companies, with the with big pharma, with all the things, you know, us in our power is transformative. So I wonder if that, uh, how that, how you feel when you hear that, that the, the powerlessness is actually root into our power. That's an invitation every time, every time. <laughs> so much that's how i'm sitting here going yes 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 that was so good marion i so see that you know the other thing that i see is very powerful is to name how we're feeling because i think when we don't own perhaps our fear or our powerlessness we then try and control in whatever way which is projecting onto others trying to control their what they think or what we think they should do all those kind of things we often take that that fear that perhaps isn't being spoken or, or we're not owning and we go well how do I stop exactly as you say we don't want to feel the powerlessness we don't want to feel it so what can I do to make myself feel better well I can channel that into telling others how they should do it or or getting angry around someone who's not doing it the way I think I should mm -hmm. and I think there's real power in being able to say I feel scared right now or I feel powerless and and being able to own and turn towards what feels big for us that's where we begin to then transform it instead of running away because then it just kind of you know gets bigger and bigger so just I think it is such a powerful time I love that you brought this up it is it is something that we've never lived through and um, I, I often say that to my children um, because I'm watching really closely what's going on for them through this and my 13 year old came in the other day and said something Oh, it was big. Some big conversations have been going on with some friends of hers, and and I just I hugged her and I said, I I'm so sorry you're having to live through this. This is this is not normal. Like this isn't what happened when I was a kid at all. Like this is such an incredible time that we're alive in right now, and I can absolutely see why this feels overwhelming for you. And 
and you know what I wanted to do with her is just keep I'm here keep telling me how you feel keep talking about it let's let's call it let's name it let's see what is possible here and what we can shift and change you know I've been really acutely aware of watching our children navigate this time and what impact that may have on them then I come back to well let's keep creating the safe spaces for them to talk about how they feel around it so they don't have to go back like I did to those years or like we all will have to, you know, when I did feel powerless and there wasn't a voice and there was no one there to listen, I keep coming back to my teenagers. What can I do here? I can keep creating those spaces to listen to you in when you do feel powerless, when you do feel it's unfair, when you do feel scared, I'm here, I'm listening. Let me help you or let me provide a container for you to move that so that it doesn't have to stay lodged within Oh, I love that. Lau. And that last bit you said as well. Oh, my God. Yes. Um, and what I would love to add to that is we think, again, always about these two parts, like, um, which, again, are so relevant to where parenting, we're thinking about meeting the needs and listening to the feelings, two of the key elements. Um, so if we're doing whatever we can to listen to our children's feelings, the other thing is that what can we do to meet their needs their will needs, their needs for agency and autonomy and choice and, um, you know, listening to their yeses and nos. So whatever we can do to be um, yeah, helping them feel powerful within the wider situation, if they're, if they're feeling powerless in terms of what's going on in the wider world and at home, that is a double whammy. If they're feeling powerlessness in terms of what's going in the wider world, but at home, as much as we're, we're able to, and there'll be times I'm sure where we'll go into our own you know powerlessness and power over but we are really listening like to those needs and them and we're, we're basically supporting them with their own power practices how can they feel powerful in their bodies how are we going to be you know are we avoiding using power over are we avoiding um, using punishment using coercion using force telling them what they have to do and what they don't have to do are we you know, for me, you know, my work, it's all about supporting them to be willing to do things rather than making them do stuff. And I think more than ever, and I think there's so many children and young people coming through um, to show us that um, it's really time for this disconnected domination culture to end. And I actually think that's part of the collapse because it's it's run itself out. It's, you know, it's that that's created what we see in the world. So Again, if we come back to the more we're doing that for ourselves, we're using our own power practices, meeting those will needs in ourselves, doing our own inner work to listen to our own powerlessness, fear, frustration and outrage, the more we're going to be able to offer those two things to our children, the meeting their will needs, giving them choice and agency. Again, on those really tiny little things are going to make a difference right now. Which, you know, which toothbrush do you want? Um, you know, just to give them choices and to listen to their nose as much as we can. It doesn't mean that we may sometimes, as we've talked about before, loving limits, we might offer loving limits, we might listen to their outrage. And then on the other side, absolutely listening to their big feelings. So I would see that as a really helpful little map to check in with. You might want to check in with yourself regularly as a parent. Am I doing my power practices am I listening to my old feelings of powerlessness am I supporting my child and my children with their will needs their power needs am I listening to their feelings of powerlessness and so on that's almost like a little template that can be really helpful as you move throughout your days Mm, I love that so much. I think my 13-year-old cottoned onto it the other day mm. because she walked in and she said something like, oh, mum, can I order this off Uber Eats? Like I live in the city, right? And I'm like, yep. And she goes, 
pretty much just saying yep to most things these days. I go, yep. <laughs> She's like, awesome. There's some shoes I want to order online. I was going to say, what was the next thing that she <laughs> yeah. She's like, there's some shoes I want. I was like, oh yeah, bring it here. Let me have a look. Because <laughs> she's, I'm so well aware, you know, like yeah. for my for my teenagers too, who are, you know, city kids. Like, yeah, I know there's challenges everywhere, but I'm really watching the parts of them that are popping up that are challenging and you know and I am really in that where can I give them a win where can I give them a yes around things because there's a whole lot that they're not able to do right now and that's very big for them and yeah so it's funny but she's onto it she's smart she's like oh this this could work for me and I go this whole lockdown thing could just be the best time of your life and she's like I'm I'm seeing that (laughs) <laughs> I just do want to reiterate that sometimes I do say no. <laughs> and, that, and we do want to say, again, you know, this doesn't mean just um, saying yes to everything because if no, we say course. yes to everything, I mean, it yeah. may be yes to everything, but if we're also saying yes when they actually really needing us to offer a yeah. loving limit so they can yeah. express the powerlessness and the rage, yes. that's actually not going to be of service too. So that's the tricky thing. 100%. Yes. Let's out. just, I'm glad you just clarify that. That doesn't mean that this is a free for all. Yes, whatever. Because there's also those pieces, you know, where it's so important in this moment to particularly when you're home with your children a lot which a lot of people are that we do have those limits of those no's we're checking in with ourselves to say what can I actually do right now and what do I need for me in whatever context I can get that which is which can be very tricky when we don't have the resources and things that we need outside to help us so yeah it's not about saying I'm glad you clarified that and I hope everyone gets that it's not about it's a yes all the time you know it's it's complex it's yeah Yes, if it's it, yes, if we feel a yes, and yes, mm. if that that's that, then they're asking to meet a need rather than mm. they're asking because they've got painful feelings bubbling yes. up that they're trying to avoid. So yes, it's as much as many yeses as when that when it is a true yes. That's, that's yummy, it. isn't it? Yeah, it Life. is. It's interesting this uh, with this lockdown. Whenever that happened again, <laughs> my husband and I just kind of went, Oof, "Okay, our girls, our teenagers. Um, again, let's come back to connection first. Yes, is where we can. Yes. Lots of fun. What yeah. can we do? Yes. And and it actually has been probably the best period that we've been through because we've really been prioritizing. You know, I, I just said I'm going to pull back from my work a bit so we can hang more. So we have just been playing and doing games and making stupid videos and yeah. and there has been laughter when we've all been really getting into cooking and making beautiful meals and and um, you know we've just we just were like okay let's just try and make this a priority to to navigate this piece which has actually felt good and we haven't been able to do it at what at different periods throughout the last two years but you know it's and I'm sure look if this continues there'll be another phase in a few weeks we'll be at but that's where we are for now and it actually has um yeah it's it's okay it's okay yeah mm. and I love what you bring in there now because to me you know in my work when I talk about will needs and love needs so those are really honoring those will needs which are that to support that sense of interconnectedness doing things that support children or young people's feeling of connection of empathy of presence of love yeah. and I also find it really helpful to remember that in terms of powerlessness the antidote is connection yes. so uh, you know and that's what generally happens that like if you see all the you know the the um, belief wars that are happening out there, and exactly as you explained, if we if we are feeling powerless or fearful, and we're not able to you know meet that with love, we will then tend to use power over the other. In which case, we often are not seeing them. We're not seeing here's another person with feelings and needs going on. And so, the more we connect in with ourselves, 
the more we're able to actually connect in with the other person see you know we're all um you know we're all doing whatever we can uh, in terms of what we believe that will help mm. us feel safe feel connected feel powerful we just you know just have different beliefs about what's the, the best way to do that but when we can meet someone in um whatever you believe about all the things that we know people are having arguments around out there can, you know can i meet this person and see what what are they needing they're probably mm. feeling scared and feeling powerless and needing safety mm. and needing connection needing support and needing um security and all the stuff that all humans have uh, you know to me we come back to that connection we're actually going to feel more powerful because mm. connect the powerlessness comes when we feel disconnected Mm. I feel better for this conversation. Yeah, <laughs> I do. <laughs> so, Marion, um, you just speak so magnificently about this, and this is so much of you know your powerful work that you do in the world. Do you have an offering or a course you want to tell people about around this if they want to do some more work around it? Mm, thank you, Lala. So I appreciate that. Yeah, it's one of my favorite topics. So I have quite a few offerings. I have like a, I have a power and powerlessness course, which goes into the power practices and the listening to powerlessness. So that's a really practical and kind of, I was going to say cute little course. Um, I also have one called Transformation Through Mothering, which is so much about really understanding, reclaiming our power as mothers and a lot about this work and the will work. Um, and I also have one called the wonder of willingness, which is really understanding will and, um, the power of our will and reclaiming it. And uh, yeah, that, that one's yummy too. So if you want to have a look there, all, they all speak in slightly different ways to this topic. Mm, Thank you. Amazing. Amazing. I just think it's, it's really quite transformational work when we get this piece. And again, it's always, it's. It's leaning into what is our story and what we need to transform that and, and remembering how powerful we are. I think that is, it's it's a fundamental piece, I think, of what we need to do as humans in the world this now. Mm, mm. I'm so with you. Yep. Mm. Do you have an, uh, do you have anything you want to share, Lala, about what you're doing and your offerings at the moment? Uh, Maybe not. Okay. I have some online courses that people can do, but I'm I'm gonna just like stay on my bed looking out the window for a little bit <laughs> longer. But I still have my couples course, which is really beautiful at helping, you know, as a couple get on board with um with these aware parenting practices and and looking at it. And it is true, it's looking at your own story and what we bring to parenting. So yeah, I have a few of those courses on my website if anyone wants anything. And, and, you know, our book, I know we keep talking about our book. It is going to come soon. We are trusting the divine timing of it. Again, it's, I love that we do this. When we feel that we have the right energy to a podcast, we do one. And then when we don't, we don't. And so I know that our book is come. It is, you know, it is definitely in the editing process and it will, will come when the exact time is right. So we're both looking forward to that. Mm, so mm. much so. Mm. Um, an invitation to the listeners in the last couple of minutes. Yes. Okay. Well, I, I just invite you to name how you feel. I really invite you to name how you feel. See if you can own where that, those pieces come from within you, um, whether that is just it's alive now and today because of what's happening or whether there are roots to different parts of your past that need some tenderness. You know, for me, it really just, just is naming where it is. 
Mm, I love that. And for me, it's, I'm going to invite you to do, if you'd like to, would you like to do a power practice right now? That might be just standing up and really feeling your feet, feeling the sense of perhaps being like a mountain or um, just doing something right now. It might be running on the spot. It might be just dancing energetically. I mean, if you can get out and you want to, you can get on your bike or something like that or I don't know just some way of like really connecting and then you might even want to, to speak something that relates to that like claim just you know I'm powerful or you know not as an affirmation that's that's ignoring if you're feeling powerless but if, it, if you can actually connect in with oh, yeah, I feel powerful in my body I invite you to do that now if you'd like mm. to do you know there's two things that just made me think when you say that one before I went and did my TED talk which was you know one of the more terrifying experiences of my life uh, about five minutes before I went on stage, I went and stood in the toilet and I put my hands on my hips like as a superhero and I puffed my chest up and I was like, you are amazing. <laughs> I was standing in the toilet being like a powerful superhero to just remind myself of my power. So I have been known to do that sometimes when I go and do a talk. <laughs> and the second thing, you know, this is beautiful. I think, you know, and not all women will feel like this, but as a mother, what always reminds me of um, how powerful I am is I look down at my beautiful stomach and remember remember that I carried three babies. I birthed them. All of them had full on journeys. Um, that reminds me how powerful I am. You know, that, that's, that, that for me is a big holding and that'll look different to everybody, but um, I, I wanted to share that. Mm. Mm, yum. So again, mm. you might listeners, you might want to connect in with something that you've done in the past that helps you remember how powerful you are. Yes. Yes. Amazing conversation. Thank you, my dear friend. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And thanks again always for people who share our podcast, who send us messages. We just love getting your messages and and um, your suggestions and all of it. Thank you. It, it means a lot to us. Yeah, mm. Thank you so much and so much love to you. Mm. Thanks for joining us on the Aware Parenting Journey. Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Aware Parenting Podcast. You can find more about Lael at www.laelstone.com.au or find Marion at www.marionrose.net. We wish you much compassion and grace on your parenting journey.